Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I am Kelly Patrick, coming at you as we do every Sunday from 10 until noon, talking all things in the world of sports. Brought in by Eddie Murphy's party all the time. I don't know if any of our listeners are very familiar with the song, but if you're the type guy who likes to party and you like to have a good time, I would say that should be your theme song. I think Eddie Murphy, you know, he, he, he was in his prime. He was feeling good. Rick James is in the music video with him. Uh, great music video and just a great feel. Great way to get the, the show started this morning uh, here on the Weekend Sports Buzz. I want to encourage our listeners, give us a call, 502-384-1450. Let us know what you think of anything that we're discussing. I will be br- uh, joined shortly by our man Brandon J. Lawrence to talk all things in the world of sports right now. Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call 502 587 0041 to reach Brandon, the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Any personal injury attorney questions, you get into a fender bender, you think your neck might be hurt, any way Brandon can help you, even if it's just answering some questions, you don't know, you may be entitled to um, some help. So Brandon's helped a lot of people in the area, very best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. We want to thank him for letting us be on the air every Saturday from 9 to 11 and Sunday from 10 until noon. Brandon and my man Peter and I will head up to Cincinnati immediately after the conclusion of today's show at 12 o'clock to see my Red Hot Reds compete against the, the Washington Nationals. When I say Red Hot Reds, I mean over their last 10, they're 2-8. and eight. So right before the, the All-Star break, the Reds were, were just on fire and since the All-Star break, they've now lost seven of their last eight games. So we, we got to see, hopefully, what will be the, the Reds riding the ship today at 1 o'clock as Matt Latos competes, uh, goes against Fister. 9-2 Fister, 1.10 p.m. today in Cincinnati at Great American Ballpark. So a lot to look forward to there. Major League Baseball is a story right now. If we're if we're talking about actual sporting events that are that are occurring as we, as we speak, that would be what we would end up focusing on. Unless we want to talk about last night's HBO telecast of Gannity Golovkin versus Daniel Giel. Uh, Brandon, how you doing this morning? What's up, Kelly? What's going on, brother? All right, let's see here. I don't I don't know that I I can hear you. Let me see. All right, Brandon, how you doing this morning, Brandon? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. We appreciate you joining us this morning. Look forward to As I was telling our listeners, we get to go see the Reds immediately after the game today. So Absolutely. Uh, never never a dull moment when you get what I believe are pretty good seats, a nice parking pass. We get to see a Major League Baseball game today. When was the last time you made it to a, a Major League Baseball game? Tell our listeners, in the world of Brandon Lawrence, <laughs> who, who have you seen play recently? And, I mean... Have you seen many major league games? You know what? Um, saw the Reds. I think I don't think I've gotten out to see the Reds this year. Okay, we saw them a few times last year. Okay, um, you know they were they were you know it was pretty the the couple games that I saw were wins, so that was that's always a plus. It is love the stadium, man. Great American Ballpark is is awesome. It is nice. I I grew up going to Riverfront. I remember my yeah. dad taking me to games there often when I was very young. Um. But you're right. Great American Ballpark is is the 
is one of the nicer stadiums out there. You grew up as a fan of baseball. You're a fan of all things yeah. in the world of sports. Who's your team? Well, my team is the Oreos. I grew up in uh, Annapolis, Maryland, so they were on TV all the time. And, uh, you know, we saw them at Memorial Stadium first and then uh, later Camden Yard. So, awesome. um, you know, yeah, the Oreos, man, uh, my favorite team. But I've, I've adopted the Reds because, you know. Proximity. Proximity, exactly. The Reds are good, man. What about Cueto last night? Man, Cueto's a, a stud, isn't he? I mean, that's. I think we talked about this before. I mean, this guy's what five? Is he five ten? He's a little guy. Let's see here. Listed at five eleven. Doesn't look like he's much above maybe five nine. To be yeah, honest, yeah, they're giving him a couple inches. Yeah, listed at five eleven two seventeen. I'm going to go ahead and say there's no way he weighs two seventeen. That's my opinion. That's my I guess. I mean, you know, but we might get down on the field and see. He's, yeah, he's, it, he's, you know, uh, NFL running back. Who knows? You're right. Yeah, and we'll get to see. You know, Cause today how how big some of these guys actually are. You know, I had the the um, experience of my dad sells insurance up in Ohio, and he sold a lot of insurance for a provider. Long story short, he got to throw out the first pitch of a major league game, wow. Cincinnati Reds. So I actually got to walk out onto the field with my dad and my brother. <sighs> Three four years ago, wow. and I got to see some of these guys up close, and it, it's different than watching it on TV. <laughs> I walked past the dugout; it was the Arizona Diamondbacks they were playing against. Okay, and I don't know what it was, but I felt like I was in danger or something. I mean, a lot of these guys were just real tattooed up, and they didn't look real nice. And yeah. I, I felt like it was a real rough crowd and i mean you sometimes you take for granted uh, maybe i'm a sissy but sometimes i i i don't realize exactly how physical and how much of, of top level athletes these guys really are oh yeah i mean those guys are huge man i mean those guys like you saw yesterday i mean i guess prime example cooperstown who got in yesterday uh, frank thomas the guy i mean those guys these guys are huge man i mean it's like in 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 the top it all off like you said, they're top level athletes, and they could probably play. A lot of them did play a, a, a few different sports. Frank Thomas probably yeah. a great example. The yeah. big hurt. I mean, what could he have done? Yeah. But but it, something a lot of people also don't realize is baseball's where the longevity and the money is at. Absolutely. So if you're a top level athlete and you really have a good head on your shoulders, in my opinion, go to baseball. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's 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 plenty of examples. The guys that played other sports, like Tony Gwynn was a great basketball player. He played for San Diego State, I think. Yeah. Kenny Lofton was a great basketball player. He's probably better than Steve Kerr, probably. But, you know, it's debatable. Play on the same team, Arizona State? Is that what same, it was? Arizona. Ari- I'm Arizona sorry, Arizona. Yep, Arizona. Played with Sean Elliott. Um, oh, okay, you know, yeah. Those guys, I mean, these guys are, uh, uh, t- like, yeah, I mean, they can play multiple, multiple sports. But like you said, baseball, if you're a kid and – you're, you're growing up, it's like, base, that's a no-brainer because base, everybody's not going to be a Kobe Bryant and play 19 years because you got to start at 19 to play 19 years, and they're not letting you do that anymore. So baseball is like the natural. If you're a good athlete, you're fast, you can hit, you know, get the technique down and because it's, it's a lot of that. Oh, yeah. You can play. Football certainly not the answer. I hate to no. be – I'm not, you know, ripping on the sport. I love it. The pigskin is the most successful. I mean, the, the numbers show it. That uh, America loves the NFL and fantasy football, and I mean that's where it's at. Yeah. But 
they have these non-guaranteed contracts. You get hurt, and they're just like, nice knowing you. Good luck with your medical bills. <laughs> right? Yes. I mean, you play a season, and you may have been a first-round pick, and, right. you know, um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer, man. You got it, baseball, and then plus, the ba- baseball, the th- um, the level of thinking and gamesmanship and the in-game um, in-game adjustments and things like that, the subtle adjustments. It's just a – I think it's a it's a better overall game, in my opinion. I mean, I love football. I love, I'm a big football fan, um, play college football, love it. But, you know, baseball, you just having to – as I've grown older, I've developed a, a greater a greater appreciation for baseball because it's just – it's 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 a good game. It's a, if you're a numbers guy yeah. or, or woman, it's a great you know it's a great experience out there. It's, you're out there in the wide open, especially if you've got a now if you got a dome, I feel bad for you. Like you know if you're in Miami, if you're a Tropicana field, it's no good because you're inside. But if you're Cincinnati, Chicago, you know uh, Pittsburgh, anywhere that's got an outdoor stadium, I mean it's just a when the, when the weather's good, it's a great experience, man. And then it's family friendly because they got the jungle gyms and stuff out there for the kids. So there's nobody's going. The kids aren't going to sit there for like four hours. Yeah, not in our, our society <laughs> of of the short attention span that has been to the detriment of the sport somewhat. Yeah. they still call it the you know America's favorite pastime for a reason. Absolutely, still a super cool sport as you said. I mean, you can wake up in the morning. Maybe your 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 work life doesn't allow you to sit and watch a three hour game. Right. Two or even one night a week, but you can watch. You can check out the box score the next morning. Look at the standings. See how your your, your guys. You know what is Todd Frazier batting these days? Oh, they played him at first. Right. I know what happens when I follow the Reds. Even if I don't get to tune into the game, Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line five zero two three eight four. 1450. We're going to head to the Buzz Line now. We got our man Brian, the insider. How are you doing this morning, Brian? Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing this morning? Hey, what's happening, Brian? How's everybody this morning? Good to hear everybody. We love hearing about the Reds. Hey, I got I got some horse racing for the first time in the last couple, uh, probably the last month since the Belmont. Uh, big day yesterday at Saratoga. Of course, we've got two big meets going on right now. Uh, Saratoga's meet in New York and uh, Delmar's meet in California. Yesterday at Saratoga... They had the Jim Dandy Stakes, and they uh, they ran uh, Tonalist, who was the surprise winner of the Belmont, uh, and Wicked Strong, who finished uh, behind him second in the Belmont at a photo finish. He came back and got him yesterday. Wicked Strong looked very, very impressive. That is the prep for the Midsummer Derby, the Traverse Stake, which will be held in about a month from now at Saratoga. So that was very exciting. And then today... We have the Haskell Invitational, and uh, the big news on the Haskell is they're going to run the Philly Untappable against the boys. If you remember, Untappable was a very impressive Oaks winner and has gone on to be very impressive, and a lot of people think maybe the best horse in training. Uh, she'll get a chance to prove it today against the boys in the Haskell, and, and that's really got me excited, guys. Brian, being that we're so close to the first Saturday in May, um, is it way too, way too premature to start talking about 
derby points and all that stuff, or or do we we need to settle for? I know that my viewpoint on the sport is very, I'll say, derby centric, Brian. So I mean, you're right. You said that we've got the the mid. What did you call it? The mid year derby coming up, and that's what we need to look for. Midsummer derby, midsummer derby. Okay. Yep. The Travers is called the Midsummer Derby, and it's run at Saratoga. It's actually older than the Kentucky Derby. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, it's not too early to be talking about next year's Kentucky Derby. I read this morning that a uh, uh, the first future book's out. The shortest odds are uh, 125 to 1. Uh, but as we talked about last week with uh, the, the place bet by Rory's family on him winning the British Open, you know, you, to make big money, you've got to make bets way out in advance. So it is not too early to start talking about next year's Kentucky Derby. And uh, there's already a future book out on that. So, uh, uh, But I tell you, really, us horse racing enthusiasts are really gearing up. Uh, we're within 100 days of the Breeders' Cup uh, now. And, uh, you know, with the Triple Crown Series, that got a lot of attention. And then there was a lull. The boys picked back up now, and uh, we're back into horse racing. And uh, uh, Kentucky Downs will open. Churchill's going to have a September racing meet for the second year in a row, and then the traditional uh, meet in November. So a lot of exciting stuff going on with horse racing. But none more important than to see how the Philly Impoppable does today in the million-dollar hostel in New Jersey at Monmouth Park. Gotcha. All right, well, we appreciate the horse racing update, Brian. Before we let you go, any other any other sports that you want to chime in on? You still following the Tour de France? I am watching that a little bit. Uh, haven't, uh, it's not done. I think yesterday it was the 19th stage of the Tour de France. Uh, I, I believe the Italian still has the lead on that. Uh, not up to speed on that. I'm kind of captivated by what the Cavs are going to do and if they're going to be able to let, land Kevin Love. So, uh, uh, and really throw the balance of the NBA if that happens, in my opinion, especially the East. As you know, I'm a Pacers fan, and boy, uh, they're in the same division. And if, if the Cavs get Kevin Love, I think uh, I think they'd go to a very, very short price as the prohibited uh, NBA Finals champion next year. What do you guys think on that? Man, I mean that's that's a big that's a big leap because I mean, it's, I was I was thinking about this the other day. It seems. Do you think that? What is it? Uh, Kevin Love is probably more coveted, or just as coveted, as LeBron James because he's an essential, he's an essential piece. I guess who? Did, how many? But don't, I don't know about the Cavs being a prohibitive favorite. Do they have? To, don't you have to have three stars? Is Kyrie Irving how how, is he, is he how bright star? how bright is Kyrie Irving's star? Is what the question becomes. <laughs> is is he a true elite level point guard? He's he's only twenty two or twenty three years old himself. As is Kevin Love, I think maybe twenty four. So I mean, they, those it, LeBron starting if he gets Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, he's yeah. mortgaging his future on <laughs> those two guys yeah. being the next, you know, part of the next big three. I mean, that's the formula these days. So, be fun. Brian, how great is Ke- Kyrie Irving? I think he's great. Brandon brings up a good point, though. I mean, uh, you know, the big knock on Irving, he, he certainly has the ability and the talent, but you got to start to question why he misses so many games with injuries. Uh, and he's, he's missed a lot in his short NBA career. So if they can keep him healthy, uh, you know, uh, I, think, I think he is a super – I don't know of many point guards that I would rather have, especially with that young age. I'll tell you another interesting story I've read. 
you know, uh, Paul out in uh, for the Clippers, both him and Doc are still mull- seriously mulling. I, I don't think it would happen, but they're saying it will. Are both seriously thinking about sitting out next year if Donald Sterling comes back? Wow. What do you guys think about that? And that? That would be like, wouldn't that be unprecedented, right? For, for, for a coach guys. and a star player, yeah, I, yeah, uh, Brian, that's not. I'm, I, I don't remember that happening. No, I never remember that happening. You got to give them both kudos for standing up for their principles. But boy, I tell you, that's a lot of money to pass up. Uh, Doc's <laughs> probably got it, but uh, you know, as a coach, you you have a much longer period of time. But boy, Paul, that would be. Uh, you're giving up a, a year, a big year, in the middle of your contract, in the middle of your career. That would be a huge sacrifice to stand on principle. Yeah, but I think he's got to talk to Cliff Paul before he um, before, before <laughs> his, he makes that decision. His State Farm <laughs> representative. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I threw that in. I threw that in for the twin brother. Very interesting, and, and I got a feeling Mr. Sterling's not going anywhere. I, I mean. You know, he wants to make this as uh, complicated and as ugly as possible. And uh, yeah. um, I, if I'm a betting man, he still owns the team next year. Wow, that's going to be crazy, man. I mean, you know, I say go ahead and do it. If, if I say, look, Donald Stone, keep the team. I want to see what Doc Rivers. I want to see what Doc Rivers and Chris Paul do. If they quit uh, for the year, if they don't play for the year, I think it would be like a, it would be a great story, man. It'd be a great story, and it's easy for us to say, yeah, go ahead and hold out. <laughs> but as we see with Andre Johnson, who was holding right. out with the Texans, it's great to talk the talk, but when you're, like Brian said, and you're in your prime earning years of your career, I mean, you, 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 they probably have a wife to answer to. I mean, right. you know, yeah, how mean, much money you make is important to probably everybody. A couple, probably a couple wives to answer to. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you another thing, LeBron... If you go back and read the comments during the time, LeBron said he would not play next year if Sterling still owned the team. Now, I haven't heard any comments from LeBron. That would sure uh, probably push the whole city of Cleveland into Lake Erie if that happened. But, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, he's on record as saying he would not play if Donald Sterling remained the owner of the Clippers. What would be the only comparable thing? Maybe Muhammad Ali in his prime needing to take off however long. What was it, Brian? A year, two years? I think it was more than that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, that gave uh, Jimmy Ellis from Louisville, who recently died. I've met Jimmy, great guy. Uh, gave him a shot to take the uh, title from Muhammad. I think it was a little longer, but that's a great comparison. Uh, standing up for principles and saying, you know, I'm not, there was this famous comment, uh, I got nothing wrong, I got nothing against the Viet Cong or. Yep. Uh, yeah. Know, and, uh, but, yeah, Muhammad Ali, that's a great comparison there. Brian, we appreciate you calling in. Thank you very much for the horse racing update. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you very much, guys. Go Reds. Yeah, brother. Good Take it easy, bro. Good stuff there from my man, Brian the Insider. We are a Reds city, I'll say. And, you know, that's the yeah. that's the team that the attention gets given to around here for Major League Baseball. Across the rest of Major League Baseball, what are some stories that have captivated you? The the, the Cuban presence within the Major Leagues is something that I, you know catches my attention outside of that. Uh, you know, Mike Trout. Mike Trout's having a great year. Uh, Puig's having a great great year. Uh, uh, Batista, uh, who's the Toronto guy? He's, Jose he's, Batista's still hot, which is just a very interesting yeah. Story because he 
you know, this is old news, but he wasn't much of a power hitter until he was like 30. So what, are they going to bring out the test? I'm sure they already I would imagine they already have. He's pretty I say he's a pretty slightly built guy. Uh per our earlier conversation, maybe I should look this up and and before I say he is. Let's see. What what are your guesses for how big Jose Batista is? Batista looks about what? 61215. Okay. You know, but it's like you said. They say he listed at 6 foot 205. Okay. And yeah. he's from the Dominican Republic. He's not a, a he's a right fielder and a third baseman. It's big poppy's part of the part of the world. Yep, that's a lot of major league baseball players. He's thirty three years old. This year he's got twenty home runs. He's got sixty RBIs. Batting two ninety eight with a, a four seventeen, a career high four seventeen on base percentage. And that's not hard that's not easy to do. I mean, no. he's, he's having a good year. I mean, he kind of – Toronto was hot for a second. They kind of fizzled out a little bit. Um, you know, I guess now – now, I guess now the time – now's the time in baseball where the teams kind of, you know, the natural the natural progression goes. You know, people – they settle – the hot teams settle down and the cream rises to the top. You who, know? who is the cream uh, of baseball? Is it Oakland? They, they're sixty four and thirty nine. They've won more games than anyone else in the majors. I mean, it. They they acquired Jeff Samarja, I believe, right, Peter? They they, they, they acquired a, a true another true ace. So, I mean, this Oakland A's team, when it comes to pitching and and you know having the 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 talent and the wins, I mean, it looks like they're at the top of baseball. Yeah, but you know they do this all the time. They do. The A's are a great regular season team. They're kind of like the equivalent to uh, the Atlanta Braves, you know. The Braves did win one World Series. Yeah. But, but you're um, right. Historically, they, 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 would, they would dominate the regular season. They created yeah. Hall of Famers like it was going out of style. But they didn't always produce in October. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they, they got, you know they've got some good players. Cespedes yeah. is having a good year. Cespedes with 17 home runs, 63 RBIs. And my favorite, man, I like, I love Coco Crisp. You just like you know? his name? Or? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, yeah, he's he's solid. I mean, you know, they've, they've got a good team. We'll see how uh, how far they take it. Uh, I mean, you know, but you can't you obviously you can't count out American League. Looking at the old favorites, uh, you can't count out the uh, Red Sox. You got to go, you know. I think the Red Sox just dumped a pitcher. Who they dumped? Peavy. Yeah. They, thank you, Peter. Who they picked him up? The Red Sox jumped. The J- New York the Giants. Gi- I'm sorry, not the New York Giants. The San Francisco Giants yeah. added Peavy to their R. And it's rumored that, that Lester may be on the way out, too. So maybe the Red Sox are. Let's see what, what the Red Sox record is. They're not. I mean, they're they're at the very bottom of the American League East, forty-seven and fifty-seven, ten and a half out of first place. So it almost looks like the Red Sox actually are saying this isn't our year. Baltimore is leading that American League East division with the Yankees right behind them at fifty-four and forty-nine, three games behind the the yeah. Orioles. You know who I like? I like the Rays, man. You like the Rays? I you like, like Joe Ma- Joe Madden still there? I think that uh, I mean, you know, they've got good pitching. Um, Price is good. They've got solid pitching, and and I think that you got to have that. You got to have that solid rotation, and it, it, all, it all depends on health. Yeah. Um. But I like them. 
I think that they'll they'll come. I mean, Baltimore, uh, they haven't even gotten to the American League Finals. Um, yeah, the, the American, yeah, the, the, you know, division finals. Yeah, um, so. I, I, I'm looking at the standings, and I, I I completely think that the way you're evaluating it is probably historically better with baseball. Yeah. It's your gut feeling. A team like Detroit, they've got Justin Verlander. They've got Miguel Cabrera. They've got, I mean, you need, what do you need to win the World Series? Let's break that down. You need an ace, at least have, one, right? You got to have a, you, you want an ace or a good committee. Does a good committee do it, though? Let's see, yeah. who, who won it last year? Boston, Boston won it last year, right? Boston won it. Yes. I mean, did, I don't and, know if they had an ace. Did they have an ace? Peter, who was Boston's ace last year? Peter, for those of our listeners who don't know, Peter, you can't hear his voice. He's our <laughs> ghost man. We can ask him questions. Brandon and I can hear him, and we should just be able to spit questions at him, and then he just automatically has the answer. He's, Peter's the stat boy. Peter's the stat man. Let's see who <laughs> they, they were. I Because my experience being a Reds fan is they always lack that ace. They have a good yeah, committee. They, they go into the, the, the Major League Baseball playoffs, and they have Bronson Arroyo, and they, they, they got this great rotation that's working. But if they're paired up with Roy Halladay or you know somebody, a, a legitimate Cy Young caliber ace, that always wins in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, if you can get a, if you can get them, uh, maybe two starts, maybe pushing two starts, then that, that usually does it for you. But uh, in the hitting, you know, you got of course you got it. You know, you got to manufacture the runs because. Uh, and then Boston was playing on, you know, they were playing on a lot of emotion last year too with the Boston Marathon bombing. That's right, uh, Boston Strong. Because even even the uh, even the uh, Bruins made it to the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. They lost, but you know, um, the Red Sox pulled it out, man, and 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 it's like I don't know the Red Sox, man. They're just like good franchise. I mean, you know, it's one of those. I guess maybe this is a question. Recently, the Red Sox have overtaken the Yankees, the evil empire. Yeah, because they haven't won. The Yankees haven't won. I mean, we're talking about, you know, Doug Jeter's getting his rocking chair in every city that he goes to. Oh, yeah. To, the Yankees' ship you know. has – although, if you look at the standings, they're only three games out of the lead of the American League East. Yeah. You'd almost think the Yankees' ship has sailed. But we break down the numbers, maybe not so much. When you have guys like Mark Teixeira, who, who doesn't have the name recognition – yeah, not anymore. He kind of. You got Jacoby Ellsbury, who they said, "Oh, we'll take him." We they took him from the rival Red Sox. Um, yeah. They've still got a big payroll, and they still got a lot of talent. Because uh, they just traded for Chase Headley, the third baseman and outfielder from San Diego. So they still got a very talented team. Brian McCann, they got from from Atlanta. Um, they still got a very talented team. Sabathia's still Yankees. hurt, right? I mean, Great question. Let's I see. Think he's still out. So I mean, yeah, I mean, hey, they've they got might, the Japanese pitcher. They could easily, yeah, he's good. Masahiro Tanaka. Tanaka's good. He's twelve and four with a two point five one ERA. Not so baseball is an interesting thing. It, a lot of it is personalized. They say that baseball is regional and it's huge in Boston. It's oh, huge in Philly. Maybe not so much Louisville, but it's huge where you have a professional team. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Brandon, you and I, and and Peter, and you know, 
if you're a baseball fan, you kind of follow it at least through the regular season a little bit. And then when it comes time for the the playoffs to roll around, it's got your attention a lot showtime, more. Yeah. It's showtime. What we got today is a matchup, and we're going to be able to see, barring the, the rain holding off, we're going to get to see a nice matchup between the Washington Nationals and the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, we've got other stories. Byron Scott was hired by the Los Angeles Lakers to coach Kobe, the former Laker Byron Scott. I've always been a big fan of Byron Scott's. I, I saw him in person hit a game-winning shot for the Pacers when I was oh, a little yeah. kid. So that was pretty cool. I've had a history with him. We're going to head to a break. On the other side, we're going to continue to break down some Major League Baseball, talk about the news across the NBA and even the NFL we got creeping up on us. So football, st- baby. Football's around the corner. 40, 46 College six fo- days. Forty is that right? Yeah, about something like about that. about forty six <laughs> days. Yeah, you're right. About forty six yeah. days till the uh, uh, the kickoff of the NFL and also college football season will be right there. So we're gonna head to a break. Stay tuned for more of the weekend sports buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, brought in by some very peaceful-sounding melodies there, right, Brandon? Smooth rules. Smooth man. music there. Uh, Peter, what, what was that? People Under the Stairs. Okay. I like it. It sounded good. Some quiet storm stuff. man. Yeah. With the weather this morning, fits right in with the quiet storm theme. Um, we are the Weekend Sports Buzz every Sunday from... 10 until noon, we talk about all things in the world of sports. Not always just the local stuff, and that's something that I think is appealing to some of our listeners. There was some AAU action this past week involving uh, Louisville basketball players and commits and uh, Raymond Spaulding, the guy who who signed with Louisville recently. That's not always our forte here on the Weekend Sports Buzz. We like to take more of a national uh, approach to it. What do you think of the format, Brandon? You think we need to focus more on the the local day to day of the Louisville Cardinals, things like that, or, or what do you think of the format? I think that's, that's what separates you. That's what makes you different because you know everybody talks about U of L UK ad nauseum. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of creepy to talk about basketball. You know what the uh, opening lineup is going to look like. And when is basketball season? Like football season's not even over yet. Not yeah. even started. Yeah. And you, people are talking oh well we project uh you know what's his name? I don't know. What's the what's the guy that they everybody think thought was supposed to be great, but he's not and, uh For he's Louisville? A, yeah, he's a senior this year. I don't, I don't Wayne Blackshear? Yeah, Blackshear. He's gonna this is coming out, man. Yeah. This How much time out? can you talk about uh, <laughs> Wayne Blackshear having a coming out season for his senior year? I mean he was a McDonald's All-American. He won Chicago Player of the Year <laughs> over Anthony Davis. Well, this yeah. is the fourth fourth year we've heard about that. Hopefully he does right. have a big year. I'm the right. All things being equal, I, I would choose. I am a Cards fan over Kentucky, but that's not the – there's so much more out there. I mean, yeah, we got the right. whole Donald Sterling, Will Chris Paul, and Doc Rivers hold out story. Ray Rice, they said that he was suspended for, for two games. <laughs> 
What do you think of that? You're an attorney, Brandon. I mean, is that a little light? I mean, uh, Mark Schlereth, I thought, made a great point. He said, this should have been an opportunity for the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell, to come out and take an anti-violence toward women's stand and to suspend them for six or eight games and say, yeah, if you get if if you're caught knocking your 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 girlfriend or a female out and you're associated with our league, you're going to get a really harsh punishment. Instead, he just has to sit out two games. Is it too light? I don't know. I mean, two games. It's like I mean because here's the thing, right? The thing in in sports is different from mainstream America. If we get charged with something. You know, that's the charge. I don't know if it makes it all the way to our job. And then they discipline you on the job. It is different. It's, if yeah, Everyday different. Joe, would they have pulled the security film footage if we, it was an Everyday Joe? Maybe right. not. Yeah, she well, wasn't pressing. She, exactly. She, she wasn't pressing charges. Yeah, she didn't press charges, which is not uncommon because, you know, in domestic violence situations, if you love a person, then you know you it's the battered woman syndrome, and I we don't know if that's the case. I mean, it could have been a one time thing. Maybe who knows? All she right. could have just told him that she had stolen a bunch of his money and then spit in his face, and that <laughs> she have. she had been sleeping with his his cousin, and she also who knows? I'm not saying yeah. she does she would ever no, deserve no, no, no excuse. We don't know yeah. the exact context. Maybe she feels guilty about the whole situation. Peter, you're laughing. You think I'm getting a little carried away there? <laughs> should, should I just keep fabricating an entire scenario? But I mean, you know, his move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No excuse to hit a woman. At all. Never an at excuse all. to hit a woman. But she didn't press charges didn't press from charges. the legal aspect. If it's Ray Rice, one of the best running backs over the past five, seven, eight years, maybe even longer than that, he's been around for a while. Is yeah. that, is that a a situation where they pulled the the film because he's a celebrity and that's why we got the film of him carrying her lifeless body out of the uh, elevator yeah i mean you got you have it because you've got tmz you've got you know people who know you got beyonce and solange and jay-z in the elevator i mean since when are they pulling elevator footage of anything yeah you know I mean, and people are selling it. I mean, it's 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 just the way that's just the way we do business now. People, you know, it's it's uh, sensationalism, all that stuff. But I mean, how many games is sufficient? Mark, you talking about Mark Schlereth? Mark Schlereth, how many games? Are he sufficient? said six to eight games, half the season, based on what? Yeah, based There's on not- his expertise of what. His expertise of this is one comparison I've heard, and I don't think it was from Stink, but who is it? Terrell Pryor. How many games was he suspended, Peter? Four games at the beginning of his NFL career for selling signed memorabilia, and then you beat up a woman and you get two games? I mean, what is that? Is that consistency? Well, You sell your own signature, and we're going to suspend you for four games. You beat up a female. Oh, you get two games. Albert Hainsworth, violence toward another professional athlete who signed up to play football, right. got five games, and and Ray Rice knocked out what we have to assume is a defenseless female because Ray Rice is a beast. I mean, he's a professional athlete. I mean, it's it's difficult. You 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 want some consistency. I'm not saying that 
It's easy. Yeah, by any stretch, I don't think this is an easy decision for Goodell. But it almost seems like it is too light. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, just you know. But then again, you talk. You say Albert Hainsworth. Obviously, you cannot stomp on a person's head, a defenseless player on the field during play. Okay, that's that's against that's outside of the rules. His helmet popped off. Andres Gerard, the 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 center for the Cowboys, his helmet pops off, and yeah. then he stomps with his cleats on his head. That was he horrible. He wasn't playing for the Cowboys then, was he? I don't think. I think he was. was I believe he was Cowboys the starting then? center for the Cowboys. That does whoa whoa does that change your tune on it? Because it's your team. Yeah, because I don't think if he was playing for the Cowboys, then he should have probably got a lot, you know, a steeper, a lot, a lot steeper stiffer, penalty because it's America's stiffer. team. Exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but but you talk about then you talk about you know substance abuse. That's a violation of NFL policy, right? You've got you've got other things that are violations of NFL policy, like the Terrell Pryor thing. It was a violation of. I mean, he he stained the game. Now. Is that any justification for for uh, what's his name? Uh, Ray, left, right, Ray Rice getting two games, a two game suspension? No, but I think the difference is it's not a pol- and it's probably bad, but it's not a policy in the NFL of not hitting women. There's not a written policy that says you can't beat your wife up. I mean, it's just I, I guess that's the probably the only logic that Roger Goodell could use in this situation because what does that have to do with anything on the field? These are violent guys, you know, by nature, by, by what, by virtue of what they do, by virtue of their profession. We want them. We want somebody's head to get ripped off. Literally. It has, that's that's what we yell during the games. Yeah. We want them, you know, but so, so what's, what's the stretch when somebody's off the field and they get upset with something with someone and they almost take their head off. Is that that much of a stretch? Not a stretch. However, violence towards women, Roger Goodell That's views not, it as a, a a business. And and I don't see from a business perspective where that's a good decision you don't want a racist owning your team uh adam silver doesn't want a racist in the nba who who owns a team you don't want one of your stars in the nfl having documentation of him beating up women but where are women's groups where's where's the national organization of women i mean because peter came out in full force Against with, Michael Vick? Uh, yeah. So where are the national, you know, where are the women's groups? Where Where is anybody, you know, nationally or locally putting any pressure on Roger Goodell to say, hey, you guys need to respect women and, the, and women are, you know, because the NFL's got a big campaign about, you know, wearing sexy, uh, with Alyssa Milano wearing sexy shirts, you know, saying it's a women's game, you can watch it with your man and Exactly. Like that. They're trying to so, appeal to the, the women. Right. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a big Maybe the women's issue. groups have dropped the ball. I haven't heard much from them but at the same time i don't follow any women's groups on twitter (laughs) well i I follow you know what i do follow now and 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 they they they're they're big on like lyrics you know they were on rick ross and you know they're big on rap lyrics they like they like to follow lyrics so i guess it's like you can you can't talk bad about women but you can knock them upside the head. You can knock them out. It is a, an interesting, di- interesting <laughs> it's like, dynamic. That, it's weird, man. It is. I'm not saying I envy Goodell in having to make this decision. He's had a tough summer. Has he? Yeah, what, what, I mean, what else? Ursay? There's still no decision on Ursay. Ursay, we say a tough summer. It should be tougher. 
But the Ursay thing doesn't even see it was swept under the rug. Yeah. It's like he's a buddy, uh, good old boy system. And Ursay's a, oh, you're a billionaire? Well, as long as you're not racist, do it. I mean, someone gets yeah. murdered at your house and you're doing all that. <laughs> we'll let that slide because it's yeah. not in the eye of the national media as much as like the Donald Sterling thing. So we'll just go back to treatment and everything will be okay. Yeah, Ursay had like a little clinic inside of his house, inside of his car. He yeah. had a little clinic on wheels <laughs> when they stopped him. He did. And they, yeah, I mean, I all don't... sorts of narcotics on that guy. Yeah. Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line 502 384 1450. Give us a call if you got any comments on the Ray Rice um, situation. You got any, any comments on the Chris Paul and Doc Rivers holding out if, if Donald Sterling remains the head coach. I'm sorry, the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. Our man Charlie Strong had an incident recently where he had to kick off numerous guys. I think it was five or six of his players he he released from the Texas team before his first season. Here's Charlie Strong's um, statement that he released. We've been monitoring and addressing the situation with Kendall and Montrell since it was brought to our attention. It's been made clear to everyone on our team that treating women with respect is one of our core values, and I'm extremely disappointed that two... Extremely disappointed... That two young men in our program have been accused of not doing that. With the recent charges against them, they have been suspended indefinitely from our football team, and they will no longer participate in any team functions. So Charlie Strong getting out in front of, I mean, violence towards women is something that happened a couple hundred hundred years ago and nobody made a big deal out of. But I mean, it, in this age of Twitter and multi, you know, the multi levels of social media, I mean, it, it's a, a a hot button issue, and well, yeah, nobody likes it. You can't, you know, you, <laughs> nobody likes it publicly. Nobody likes it publicly. You think <laughs> right? behind closed doors, maybe it's popular. I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't be women. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, there are people out there that are violent towards women. Let's name them. Robert Parrish, <laughs> James Brown, right? I mean, James how, Brown. Right? I mean, who else? Um, uh, I don't know. Bobby mean, Brown. It's a bunch of them. Bunch of, a bunch of wrestlers. Jason uh, Kidd. You know, anybody that's on steroids. Chris probably. Benoit. Um, anybody on steroids. Who? Chuck Knobloch. Chuck Knobloch. I, mean, I don't, you know, I don't know a, uh, uh, what do you call it? I don't have a Rolodex of women beaters. Well, I think we should. I think we should. I think we should. But it's one of those things that don't go. Sp- I mean, it's it's a bunch of. But you can overcome it. Kobe Bryant was accused of, at the very least. Well, he wasn't force, accused of forcefully having sex, consensual sex with a woman. Right? That was what he was accused of. Right? That's not a. That's not a crime. Yeah, For, forceful consensual. <laughs> yeah, that's not a crime, man. No, it's not a crime. And that's I'm, not that's not beating that's not beating women. Though. Okay, that's, that's not fair. Women. Who else? I mean, uh, there's been plenty of guys over the years. I just rattled off a few. It's a bunch, I, it's a bunch of uh, Jim I mean, Brown. Yeah, Carlo points out that Jim Brown was been multiple times accused of oh yeah of beating women. Yeah. Um, what, mean, is, what is it with the last name Brown? <laughs> Bobby Brown, Jim Brown, James Brown. I don't know if Bobby Brown was accused. Was he accused? He wasn't a be- accused. Beating Whitney Houston? I don't think so. Really? I don't, I don't but I don't, who knows? But, I mean, you know, it's one of those things, man. It, you know, it happens. You got. But I would say this. Charlie Strong is a character guy. We know that. 
Um, he's 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 got those. People made fun of it when he was saying like uh, when he had those core values on his on his wall. You know, be respectful to women, don't do drugs, be nice, and things like that. You know, they made a joke about it, but that's like simple stuff. And you have to remind these guys, seventeen, eighteen year old guys, that you know he's in front of him. One of those guys that he suspended indefinitely was a senior uh, defensive back. He started. So he's, you know, he's he's ahead of the game more so than Roger Goodell. Wow. So, I mean, I guess we got to give him credit for having the – there's a lot of pressure on Charlie Strong in Texas. Yeah. He better have a good yeah. year. He's already getting criti- criticized from the, the Texas faithful from day one. So he's taking yeah. a stand and he's saying, I'm a defensive coach. I'm going to go ahead and indefinitely suspend one of my starting defensive backs. And it's easier to do when you didn't recruit him. Yeah. You're cleaning up the mess. Yeah, you can always previous. say, "Well, these are you know these are rotten apples. These aren't my guys." So you're saying maybe he's leveraging himself for a bad season. He's saying, "Well, unfortunately, I was handed this deck of cards that I, I had." Petrino came at, uh, when Petrino bounced. But this is Texas, though. They this beat is, Oklahoma last year, so this is Kentucky basketball. This is the nah. Yankees. This is the Texas Longhorns. You got to win. Five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty is the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. We're going to head to the Buzz Line now. Well, we got our man, Carolina Steve, on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Carolina? Just fine. Uh, thing about Charlie Strong, there was an article in Sports Illustrated about the schools that he interviewed uh, for in one year and didn't get the job. One of them happened to be my favorite school, Kelly, East Carolina University. And what? I got some inside facts on that. Let's hear what you got. He, what What do you got? Interview. He did interview, and he was their second choice. But their first choice got the job because his last name happened to be Holtz, and he turned out being pretty good. He won two conference championships for us there. So, uh, he's not as good as Charlie Strong, though. That, uh, excuse me? He's not, he's not as good as Charlie Strong, though, is he? Skip Holtz isn't. Well, I... Uh, he didn't show it after he left East Carolina to go to uh, uh, South Florida, and now he's at uh, Louisiana Tech, the home of Terry Bradshaw and uh, <laughs> Phil Robertson. So, uh, and Carl Malone, uh, I think. That is that. Yeah. Huh? I said also the mailman, Carl Malone, went to Louisiana Tech, I believe. We're talking football. Um, We're talking no basketball. I'm sorry, Carolina. Sorry to interrupt you. So, so Charlie Strong, why was he not hired by East Carolina? Because Holtz interviewed better than he did. Holtz okay. is a very charismatic person. He has a lot of his dead in him. And he, uh, he just wooed the people down there. And plus, you got to look. Lou Holtz got his start in coaching in the state of North Carolina, at Raleigh, North Carolina, at NC State University. And that had a lot to do with it right there. So, uh, and both of them, by the way, Charlie was the defensive coordinator, and Skip was the offensive coordinator at South Carolina under Lou. Right. So, uh, so that stuff is pretty good. Oh, and yesterday... I, I didn't go up because of, because of all the constru- road construction that was going on. I wish I had. They had the nationwide race at the Brickyard. And I got to see one of my favorite drivers win his first nationwide race ever, and that is Mr. Ty Dillon. 
who happens to be Richard Childress' grandson. And so uh, it, w- it was super. Uh, Bass Pro sponsored his car, and it just so happened that Johnny Morris, who owns Bass Pro, was in the pits with Richard. And they, they were watching it, and the fun thing was watching them all kiss the bricks. Johnny Morris uh, kissing them, Richard kissed them, Ty and Ty's fiance, and even Ty's brother Austin, who's supposed to be running today, but I don't know if he was, was down there with that group of people. And uh, a lot of people around here don't understand how come I like this so much. But when you got young guys like Ty Dillon and people like that, you don't have to worry about them being involved with drugs because if they are, they're tested so many times, NASCAR will kick them out. They have, to me, the best drug policy of any sport. Interesting interesting angle. A guy like Joey Logano you don't think is a much of a partier? Well, the thing about it is they checked. You saw what they did with Sam Hornish. Uh when he uh, got caught, oh, there was uh, wasn't Hornish, it was Avondale. When he got caught, and then uh, they've also Jeremy Mayfield. You might say he's just about banned for life right now, and everything. And sure, some of those guys are partiers and everything, but they don't check positive when they have drug tests. And their drug tests are very random. You may walk into the. Uh, garage there, and uh, one of them will grab you and give you a beaker and say, go back there, we're going to test you right now. So you don't know what it's going to be. And they have suspended people. A lot of people on pit crews are suspended for uh, substance abuse because they're using steroids to try to make themselves stronger and faster so they can get them cars out there. Kelly, how'd you like to have a, uh, go somewhere and have four tires and 20 gallons of gasoline in 12 seconds? That's what they do it now with those uh, those things, and it's it's just amazing. But uh, it's going to be good. And I finally I've made out my schedule for my road trips for football this year. It starts Labor Day weekend, and I'm going to get rowdy at Dowdy for the first time in about thirty years. I'm going down to see East Carolina play their first game. Then I'm going to go see Kentucky and uh, Vanderbilt play, and then I'm going down to the probably the toughest place for anybody in the ACC to play football. I'm going down to Death Valley and watch the Clemson Tigers destroy the Louisville Cardinals. That's going to be October the 12th. Yeah, I'm going to be down there for that one. And uh, then I do plan to catch some more ball games. Uh, that I have. But those are, those are the big... Uh, the big three on, on my schedule, and I'm going to get to enjoy seeing some college football this year, Kelly, uh, and uh, everything, and I'm going to get to go see my favorite basketball team play, too, which is the Melbourne Knights. Coach Davenport's a good friend of mine, and I'd rather go watch them play than Kentucky or Louisville because, by God, Scotty has his ball players doing what they're supposed to be doing. And they're... Uh, their guys are not quite good enough to make it in D1 or had played D1 and decided they're going to come back uh, to school and everything. And uh, so uh, I just happened to enjoy that uh, that atmosphere of uh, basketball. And then when baseball season comes, 
I'm going to get to go watch the ACC baseball, which is probably the second best league in the United States behind the uh, SEC. ACC hadn't had a baseball champion since 1953. Wow. That was Wake Forest University, of all people. Wow. They've had people in the finals and and the World Series, but uh, it's good. Well, enjoy listening to y'all, and as far as the thing, I think Ray Rice got off way too light. Like you said, a guy gets uh, four games for signing his autograph and making a little money off of it. And here uh, goes Ray Rice with a salt and battery. So uh, y'all have a good day, good weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much, Carolina. Have a great rest of your weekend. We're, we're up, against the, up against the 11 o'clock hour. We're going to head to a break. we got plenty to talk about in the second hour. We're all going to the Reds game today, so we got some Major League Baseball uh, lined up for us at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati today. Stay tuned for more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I am Kelly Patrick alongside my man Brandon J. Lawrence coming at you as we do every Sunday from 10 until noon. We're at we're, we're missing Ashley Miller today. She's out hitting the pavement doing her, her hard work for her uh, political campaign. So we want to make sure that our, our listeners know Ashley will be back next week. So don't don't freak out too much. We missed Ashley's Loco Cinco this week, but she'll still be back with us next week. The Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Brandon, what should people call that number for? If I get into a fender bender and I hurt my neck, is the first thing I do, obviously I want to call like 911 or something and get (laughs) some medical attention. First call 911. Okay. And and make sure you're okay. But second Give me a call, and then we'll take care of you. You know, we'll make sure everything goes smooth. Uh, the doctors will get your body right. We'll get your pockets right. Um, you know, and we also do now more some, some neg- more negligence cases, medical malpractice, um, and, and negligence uh, as far as if you're on somebody's property and you hurt yourself or something happens. Yeah. Okay. Do that. But I mean, you know, but always, always the the car accidents are the bread and butter. So, you know, they happen more frequently. But uh, yeah, I think. Hey, we're talking about who who's uh who who was that? I think Peter was that Neil Young. No, not Neil Young. I mean, not, you said Curtis Mayfield. That wouldn't. Well, be. I think it was Neil, Ten Soldiers. That's Neil Young, right? Ozzy Brown. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I mean, because I was, oh yeah, I couldn't catch the voice. I did say uh, Curtis Mayfield. That was uh, Ron Osley. But yeah, that's a Neil Young song. That's a cool Good call song, there. Man. I did not hear that. I'm sorry, Peter. Yeah, oh, you remember okay. that uh, 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 Kent State, right? Yeah, the Kent State massacre. 
back in the what was that? That was the 70s. Like, yeah, man. Good stuff there. Peter, man. Peter's a he's a music guru, man. He's like a he's he's a cool dude, man. You made it you made a good uh made into a good family, man. Peter knows his music a little bit, right? <laughs> so I, I like the the guessing game when we're coming in. If it's yeah. something's memorable. Peter, if you think there's a song that we should be familiar with, please go to our commercial break and play it. <laughs> and we'll guess it and see if we get it right. Bring us back from a commercial break. Test us. Put us on the spot. Please do. Yeah, it's something, you know, good sports and good music, man. They go together. I, I've actually started a podcast with a couple of my buddies called um, Backstage Passes where we talk about music. Oh, I thought if, it was about groupies or something. No, we, we <laughs> the, the intention was for them, the two guys I'm doing it with, was maybe to develop some groupies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not about groupies. Backstage passes is about music, and it, it for the most part, nothing's off off topic. We'll have to have you on one day, Brandon. Hear, yeah, hear about man. your. We talk all different genres. That's cool, man. Uh, you know what? That's, that's cool because, uh, dude, mu- slowly but surely, and maybe not so slowly. This area is is a hotbed for music, man. I mean, you know, you got. I know you had your your Facebook profile picture of you and and none other than Jim James for a while. Oh yeah, he's he's dope, man. Because he he played with the Roots and uh, I saw him. I, I met him out of headliners. We were watching uh went to a Gary Clark Jr. show. Wow. And um, he was just here for uh, Forecastle, and uh, but I was thinking Mercury Ballroom. I mean, it's a bunch of. Hot music spots. It is. Yeah. L- Louisville is a, a thriving area for the, the 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 music. There's a lot of clubs around, and, and my two co-hosts, Phil Williams and Chris Birdwell, are scouting out different areas, going to Zanzibar, going to different places, and, and we'll be having – after September, we're going to start doing it on a weekly basis as our game plan. We'll have to have you on, Brandon. Here, here yeah, man. What kind of – because music – and sports really do go hand in hand. They always say oh, yeah. musicians want to be athletes and athletes want to be the musicians. So there's always some carryover. You always have some athletes. They have their own recording label. They're uh, a rapper or Walter McCarty is actually a jazz musician, for example. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, so there's a, a lot of carryover between the two, and it's pretty cool. You know, Mike Tyson famously always walked out to different Tupac songs. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's always yeah. a, a tie-in between sports and music, and I, those are the two things that really bring out in my eyes, I guess, happiness and passion within life. I mean, so what greater topics to discuss, you know, than different the, different music? Absolutely. I mean, we're, when we go up and see the Reds, we'll, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what what song the players choose to exactly go to. Go to uh, Todd Frazier come comes out to, out to um, New York by Frank Sinatra. Really? Yep. <laughs> he does. I think he's from Jersey or New York or something like that. Classic. Yep, that's a classic. You can't go wrong there. Uh, Jay Bruce comes out to Biggie, I think, right now. Does he come out to Biggie? Yeah, I forget what Biggie <laughs> song it is. All right, cool. So, you know, interesting. A Texas guy played for Texas. You assume he's kind of like a cowboy, right. but he chooses Biggie. So it is interesting. <laughs> that's something cool about the experience of going to a game is you get to yeah. see what songs they, they come out to. So it's that's always cool. a... A carryover. I, that's something I like about John Renshaw, who's a, a Baltimore Orioles fan, like like you uh, from birth or from a very young age. Is he's very closely aligned with like the Grateful Dead and different music like that. I, all different genres interest yeah. me in music. So I mean, I, I think it's a, a pretty cool topic. Um, 
No question about it. 50 Cent is real involved in the boxing promotional game these days. <laughs> 50 Cent, yeah. Is he he's is he on the outs with Floyd now still? I don't know. I, I think so they may now. have uh made up and they're they're buddies now. Are they buddies? Yeah. <laughs> Back to the world of sports. Kevin Love is probably going to end up playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers, I would think, right? Well, I mean, Chicago's making a push. They are. So, you know, and and it's interesting. He's not so he's not playing USA basketball this summer. To focus on what I don't get that, but okay, yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> what, is he, what is he? You're not playing. I mean, you're, you know, your agent and everybody is doing that stuff. Yeah, but I don't. Maybe he's getting. Maybe he's got the playbook already. Maybe he's. Uh, maybe he's playing with LeBron James. If I'm an NBA franchise, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, not playing. Yeah. Oh yeah. They play. Oh man. They play so much basketball. You know, the San Antonio Spurs have really mastered the art of benching players right. and blocks of players for entire games and right. three three games in a row. Maybe just saying they've got some BS injury and yeah. getting it all ready for a run in the the postseason. So I don't have a problem with that, especially if I'm a fan of someone like the Bulls or the Cavaliers. You think there's a, still a chance he ends up joining Kobe in his hometown of L.A.? Kevin Love, yeah. He probably he might want to do that, but I mean, for his career, that wouldn't be the best option. I doubt it because, you know, in L.A. he would have to be the focal point, and Kobe's probably not going to have that if his uh, Achilles holds up. You know, so if you want, yeah, if you want to win now, or and you want to win multiple championships, Cleveland is probably the place to go because that's the safer bet. Kobe's coming off an injury. Kevin, uh, Derek Rose, you don't know what his status is going to be. In Chicago, so they got um, they got Pau Gasol in Chicago, right? Yeah, I mean, but yeah, you got a great team in Chicago, but I mean, Noah was a, one of the top five vote getters for MVP this past year. If you don't have, which Rose, is amazing, then, you know, what are you gonna if you, if if Rose doesn't make you go, then you're just a uh, uh, you know a team scrapping, you know, because you saw how Chicago played this year. They were it's, they played kind of like a college team. They were really emotional. They had to get the maximum effort out of everybody every night, and uh, they still you know came up short. So I think the best bet for Love is to go play with uh, Irving and um, and uh, LeBron James. Like you know, like Brian said earlier, Brian the Insider said earlier, they're probably they're going to be the prohibitive favorite. In the East, you didn't seem you didn't seem to agree with that. Well, it, just because because of youth, you know, and, and that's too much youth on one team. It's a lot of youth, man. I mean, even LeBron James is what is he? He's just is he thirty? I think he's twenty nine. Uh, I believe. Uh, Let me double check that. So you know, and then you got the the coaches unproven, um, and we've seen this happen a couple times. You put this all star team together, and it takes them about a year. To get, you know, you don't win instantly. So, and these guys, and, and Love hasn't been to the playoffs. No. Irving, I don't believe, has been to the no, playoffs. No, they, they've gotten hell since Irving's been there. So, they've, three you know, of the last four number one overall picks have been Cleveland Cavaliers. So, you bet, and the coach hasn't been to the playoffs. You bet, no, he hasn't even coached in the NBA before. <laughs> he's, I think he's from, yeah. what is he? Um, I don't, is he from out of the, what? Yeah, he's been coaching overseas somewhere. I'll, I'll okay. find it. He, I don't know. Somewhere in Europe. 
You know, so, I mean, LeBron James is the only championship-caliber player Unless who has Verjao's been well, that was when LeBron James was there. Was there before Verjao? Verjao's legit. He's legit. Um, He's a good big man. You, if you bring Kevin Love in, and that's your front court, and who are you? It's not a up? weakness. So I'm assuming they're giving up Wiggins, Anthony Bennett, Wiggins, probably a and future Bennett pick and a future pick. Wow, that's a lot, man. Too much. Bennett sucks. Wiggins, Bennett's man. close to getting cut and headed to the D League. Peter, you laugh. Ben- Bennett sucks. Bennett, he's, he hasn't produced. No, I mean maybe maybe <laughs> he, maybe he'll come he back. Hasn't, he hasn't produced. He's like more more Kwame Brown than uh, yeah. Than good for him. He'll get paid a lot. I'm not hating on him. Yeah, I mean that's awesome. I won't hate on a, a guy. Joe Smith gets my ultimate respect. He was considered I love a bust Joe Smith. after a being. Bust. He was considered a bust. He was the number one overall pick. He played for the Terps, man. He, if you play for the Terps, you can't <laughs> oh, be a bust. Oh, okay. You can't be a bust, man. <laughs> he played for the Timberwolves too, Peter. I, sorry if I offended you. Joe Smith is the man, baby. No, he. But what? He's he's stuck. And Kwame Brown's doing the same thing. But you can't compare Joe Joe Smith and Kwame Brown are like two ends of the spectrum. Joe Smith is is a good player. He was a good player when he came in the league. Now, he didn't, you know, he he didn't blow up. But how many people actually do? Joe Smith stuck around. He I, stuck. He played for, I believe, nineteen. I'm bringing up the numbers. Yeah, but you're right. It's he played. Bad. No, he he's Joe Smith. He's no ordinary Joe. He's no <laughs> not your ordinary Joe. He played. All right, he played. Let me bring up his numbers. What do you think his his numbers were his rookie season? Joe Smith? Yes, 95-96. He probably get a 10 10 and 8, 10 eight rebounds, 10 points a game. Well, I don't know, one assist. Well, no, one block shot, something like that. Who did he play for? He, he got Golden drafted. State Warriors. Okay, he got drafted by Golden State. Okay. 15.3 points a game. Okay. 8.7 rebounds a game. Certainly didn't look like a complete bust. His second season in the NBA was his best. 18.7 points per game. Eight and a half rebounds a game for Golden State. Okay. She kind of, I mean, I say a bust. Keep, I got carried. I'll, I'll admit. I'll keep you in the league a long time. You know, it takes a big man to admit when they got carried away, and I got carried away. I, I should not ever compare Joe Smith to Kwame Brown. No. No, I mean, that's, that's just, I mean, he's, you know, he's a Turk, man. He's a Turk. All the Terps get the ultimate respect. Him and Joe, Steve Francis? Yeah, who else? Absolutely. Please, please, Brandon, who Walt, else? Walt Williams. Walt uh, Williams. He could shoot threes. The Wizard is cold, man. Uh, X-Ray Hip, he didn't make it to the league. But, uh, uh, every, you know, Juan, Juan Dixon, well, Lonnie Len, Baxter, Len Bias. Steve Blake. Steve Blake. Len he, Bias. Uh, Buck Williams. Who's the real old guy? Tom McMillan. Who? No, the real old guy who you see doing commentary. For, uh, they used to play for Maryland? Yeah, I'll find him. I don't know. Oh, Len Elmore. Len Elmore. Len Elmore. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he was cold. Uh, John Lucas. John Lucas. Hey, man. The Terps go Shane Behannon's buddy. Shane Behannon. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, you said it. Steve Francis. Uh, who else? Who else is in the I don't know. Terps, man. The Terps, the Terps ran the ACC for a while, man. They were, you know, they we used to beat up on Duke in Carolina on Gary, the regular. Gary Williams. Gary Williams. Chris Wilcox. 
Chris Wilcox. Right? Yeah, yeah. Juan uh, Dixon. Dixon. Uh, you talking? You talking about people that made it to the league, right? Yeah, it's just people that made it to the league. Uh, uh, Vasquez, Vasquez. What's his name? Uh, uh, I, I know who you're talking yeah, about. He's Revis Vasquez. Revis Vasquez. Yeah, that's yeah. recent. Yeah, man. He's you know he's he's uh they're still 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 putting people in the league. So will Kevin Love end up being a Cavalier? He, they just signed Wiggins to some contract, which means they cannot trade him for 30 days. Right. So does that give yeah? So does that give Chicago an opportunity to to sneak in there or what? If you're Kevin Love, you say you want to go to the Cleveland Cavaliers over the the over the Chicago Bulls because you don't know about the health of the former MVP Derrick Rose. Is that is that your stance? Absolutely. You Absolutely. want to go to Cleveland. You want to play with the King. You who doesn't want to play with the King, man? The King is going to be King. He wants to be a witness. He doesn't just want to be a witness. He wants to be an accessory, an accessory. Excuse me. He wants to uh, well, accelerate his mar- marketability. He wants to become a superstar himself. Who love? Love is not quite a superstar yet. No, he won't. I mean, if he goes to play with the King, he won't be. You think the fact that love He'll be a, let's see a pivotal piece. Love's the best white guy in the NBA, right? Best white American. The best white. Oh yeah, American. You got to put the American on there. Who's um, who's better European though? Than love right now. Yeah, historically Dirk. Dirk. Well, yeah. I wonder if that not, helps. Not now. Does not being now. the the only white American help your marketability if he becomes a big superstar? You think? Well, absolutely. You're a minority. Mean, it's, it's it's a huge. I think it plays hugely into this offseason right now because he's like he's the guy that everybody covets right now. He you know, he's they're making comparisons to uh Wes Unseld. He does is, throw that outlet pass. Well yeah. Isn't that funny that everybody just becomes a technician yeah, like, in like, I'm well like, man, he does have that fundamental like, outlet pass. Yeah, 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 you get back to the fundamental thing, right? I'll he's tell a, you he's what. a heady player. <laughs> yeah, that's he's a, heady, man. Get to the, all the cliches about white guys. He's a cerebral player. With a jump shot, but I mean, if you ask if you ask Tyson Chandler, he doesn't play defense. Yeah, is, is Tyson Chandler the one who's came out and said that? <laughs> they interviewed him at halftime. Uh, I think it was it was New York and Minnesota, and they said, "Hey, what do you think about Kevin Love? He's got you know whatever his stats were." And he looked at the reporter. He's like, "What? <laughs> he he can't hold me." <laughs> he said, "I don't play defense." Who would you rather have, Tyson Chandler or Kevin Love? I don't know. Is it close? It's I mean, you know, it's right now probably love. Not where, love. Where did Kevin Love I'm sorry, where did Tyson Chandler go? Back to Dallas? He left he Carmelo. I think now he's back to Dallas, right, Peter? Yeah. He's back in Dallas. Yeah, t- get t- home for him. Yeah, he won a title there. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cuban's a loyal guy. He he gets he gets a lot of his players back and and, and you know, he's he makes it comfortable. I wouldn't want to not who wouldn't want to play for Mark Cuban? If Kevin Love comes from the West now, you guess Minnesota's in the West. Nobody really even knows. Yeah. Right, Peter? Nobody even <laughs> pays West. attention to the Timberwolves. <laughs> if he comes from the, the West to the East, does that shift the balance of power? The Heat aren't, I'm convinced now, Dwayne Wade's going to have a chip on his shoulder, and they got Luau Ding, and they're not going to suck. They got Chris Bosh still. They I think suck. that they, they'll be in the playoffs. They'll be one of the one of the good teams in the East. They'll the be Heat in the will. playoffs because they're in the East. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be in the playoffs. Wizards are on the up and up. Wizards are coming up. They Pacers are not going to suck. They won't. Bobcats may be all right. 
They're going to be. Am, good. I, am I getting carried away here with the Bobcats? We're try, trying to sell no. the Eastern Conference, the maybe Hornets, a little bit. I'm sorry, the Hornets. No, they're going to be good. The Hornets are going to be good. They picked up. They made some Lance Stevenson acquisitions, and they made the playoffs last year. Made the playoffs. They're going to be better. Yeah, they got. You know, they got. They picked up who the kid from UConn or no? They they, they did Na- Napier, but then they traded him to the Heat. Okay, right, Peter. And then they got they traded Marvel Napier Williams. from the the. Napier's not going to be on the Bob uh, on the Hornets. He's they got a steal with that kid from Car- the, the Carolina du- University of North Carolina dumped uh, PJ Hairston. Hairston. They got a steal. If he keeps his head on, ah, they're going to be good, man. So maybe MJ will make a name for himself as being a legitimate president and owner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it took a while. He's got Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker. Gilchrist is still on the team, I believe. Uh, Oh, speaking of speaking of basketball, speaking of UK, we got three people on the USA team trying out, man, for these nineteen guys for these twelve don't, spots. Don't tell me, Anthony Davis, John Wall, who's the third? Don't tell me, um, Nerlens Noel. No, he's he's a re- he's a relative. His nickname is a relative. Cousins. Okay, yeah, gotta baby. be cousins. That's right, buddy. No question. He deserves it. Those are three of the best best young players in the league. No question. Oh yeah, he's he's you know he got his max with the uh, Kings. I mean, yeah, he's doing his thing. He's over there. He's he's doing it. He's representing for the city of Sacramento. You know, UK's running things, man. As usual, <laughs> we got the uh, best baseball player and co- best be- best college baseball player, AJ Reed. Uh, everybody's worrying about who's going to be the starting quarterback for Kentucky. Who's worried about that? Everybody. Really? Everybody. Peter, are you stressed out about that? Everybody. Oh, my God. What are the, what are the Stoops is, is on a on a mission. What's going, I'm going on record. Okay. Kentucky will have a better record. Than they did last year. No. <laughs> well, obviously, yes, yes. Okay, definitely. sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 no. All jokes, all jokes are accepted. Kentucky will have a better record than last year, to Kelly's point, and they'll have a uh, they'll have a better record than University of Louisville. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. Brandon J. Lawrence is Brandon crazy by saying the Kentucky Wildcats. Keep this in mind. Their football team will have a better record than the Bobby Petrino-led Louisville Cardinals. The Cards are headed to the ACC. It's not going to be a cakewalk. But they should be able to win seven games. Seven games? Yeah. Man, let me tell you. Here's what. Here's my theory on this thing. My theory is ACC is a primetime prime division, primetime conference. Maybe the second best in the country now. Probably because they're stacked. Yeah, they're I mean stacked. they're not the SEC, but they're up there. Well, Clemson just won. Clemson won the Orange Bowl. Uh, Florida State won Florida the State national won champion. the national championship. Uh, you know, Notre Dame is they the ACC. Yeah, and for the sake of football sake and of scheduling football. purposes, yeah, they are. Notre Dame's got Golston back, the quarterback that they suspended last. Is he going to start for him? Probably. I read a long Sports Illustrated. Article about him is probably a month ago, but um, probably so. Okay, I mean he's better than he's better than what they had, and uh, 
Louisville's not used to playing this schedule game in, game out, even when they were with Big East. They they got some cupcakes, man. Cupcake City, Dick Vitale. They were Cupcake City, man. You want to break down the Kentucky schedule and see which games they're going to win? Let's do it. Saturday, August 30th, they play against UT Martin Skyhawks. That's a win. <laughs> okay. That's a win. Yes. <laughs> All right. I say it without reservation. Saturday, September 6th. The the campus I was born on, Ohio University Bobcats. Oh, that's a win, without a doubt. Could be. They've got a good a good Could coach be. there. Could be. What are you talking about? <laughs> all right. Jim Trussell's not there. Two and oh. All right. They've got Saturday, September thirteenth at Florida Gators. That's a win. Oh my God. That's a win. Oh my God. All right. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, look. Here's the here's it's the breakout year, man. <laughs> it's the breakout. What year. indicators suggest that this is the breakout year for Stoops? Florida's not that good this year. Okay, moving along. So you have them starting out three and zero. Must change. I mean, Florida. Who did Florida, Florida lost to? Uh, something like one double A team last year, didn't they? Something they, they, like they that. Yeah, they, they were bad. They were real bad. All right. Then Saturday, September twenty seventh, at Commonwealth. So first off, let me back up. You have. The Cats going to Florida yes. and beating the Gators. It's going to set the tone. That would shock the entire world. It's going to set the tone. Fourth game of the season, Vanderbilt Commodores at Commonwealth. Who wins that? They might lose to Vanderbilt because traditionally they don't do well against Vanderbilt. Okay. Then they got the South Carolina Gamecocks in, in Lexington. That's a loss. So they're 3-2. and two. <laughs> Wow. That's then there's a tough one ahead of them. ULM Warhawks. There we go. Who the hell is that? We'll give what Louisiana Lafayette. I don't know Louisiana Monroe, maybe. But uh, we're gonna, yeah. That, that, I mean, you know, we'll get the train back on the track. They've got a tough schedule. Am I missing something? Who's ULM? Monroe, I think Monroe. Yeah. Did they play LSU? They play okay. Wow, uh, LSU's that's that's a loss. No, they, so they play LSU. So so right now we, you got them starting out. At three and zero, then they go to three and one, then three and two, and then they go to four and two. You see, you have them starting out four and two. Then they play LSU. You said that's a loss. Four and three. Four yeah. and three. Then Mississippi State. Five, five and three. Five and three. Then Missouri at Missouri. Missouri. I don't. Did they lose their quarterback? If they have that quarterback, then it's uh, five and four. Okay. Five and four. Then Georgia Bulldogs at Commonwealth in Lexington. Five and five. Five and five. Then at Tennessee. Five and six. <laughs> All right. At Louisville. Six and six. Okay. So you have them six and six. Should we look at Louisville's real quick? Yeah, let's look at Louisville's real quick. Six and six. Miami, Florida. Uh, Miami Hurricanes game one. Oh, and one. Murray State Racers. One and one. Virginia. At Virginia. One and two. At FIU. Two and two. Home game against Wake Forest. Three and two. At Syracuse. See, this is where it gets tricky. Uh what is what are they now? Three and two? Uh yeah. four and two. Give four me, and two. At two. Clemson. Four and four three. And three. Definitely. Uh at home game against North Carolina State. Four and four. Florida State Seminoles in Louisville. Four and five. 
Don't at, make it. They can at, play on the moon. At at Boston <laughs> College. Uh five and five. At Notre Dame? Five and six. Okay. And then Kentucky, you had Kentucky winning, so five six and, and seven. Six. Or, or yeah. five and seven, excuse me. Five and seven. Five and seven. Okay. So there we go. There I think go. you having the Wildcats beating Florida go. at Florida, Brandon, I'm comfortable saying it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we right. We got to get that win to get the six wins, okay. though, man. All right. We got to get it. I'm looking at the, the Charlotte. It's interchangeable, Horn- though. Okay. Charlotte Hornets roster we were talking about. They got Al Jefferson at center. Great. Huge All-star. acquisition. All-star. Huge. Cody Zeller, a power forward. That's Noah good. Von Leif, a rookie. That guy. The backup. That, that guy's good. Michael Indiana K. Gilchrist. Guy? Yep, Indiana guy. Lance Stevenson at shooting guard. Great. Kemba Walker, a point guard. That is a hell of a lineup. That's a good lineup, Especially man. in the Eastern Conference. That's a good bench, too. It is. I didn't even mention Gerald Henderson, P.J. Hairston. P.J. Hairston. Marvin Williams. I don't know how his career well, really he, went. You know, he stuck, he's been in the league for about... He's been in the league for a little while. He was in like number two pick overall or something like that. Yeah, he, he was. He was in Atlanta for a second. He went to the D League, I believe. He's right. been in the league nine years. That's crazy. That's wild, isn't it? NBA's cool. You can follow it from a distance, kind of like I do, and you can see guys like that, and you just turn around, and you're like, geez. Yeah. Nine years in the league for that guy? <laughs> and he's, he's he's doing it. Um, he's, a, he's a solid veteran. He'll give you, he'll give you what? He'll give you eight, eight and eight. Eight yeah, six. Yep, five oh, rebounds boy. a game last year. Nine point one points a game. Seventy eight percent from the line. That'll keep you in the league. Not a, man. Yeah, that'll keep you in the league, especially when you're when you are six foot nine, two hundred and forty pounds. Yeah, and you're not a starter. I mean, get you got that coming off the bench, guarantee. You go in there and you bust your ass. You play some defense, Jordan. Will, and you're a, a Tar Heel. Guy. You're a Tar Heel. There you go. Jordan likes that. You got PJ Harrison, Carolina guy. You know, kind of sorted. Yeah, uh, Jordan's a loyal guy. He, you know, he took he took a chance on him, local, and that gives you the local flavor to sell tickets. Yeah, and they like you know yeah they like that. Charlotte's a good Charlotte's a good sports city, and it's pretty close to it's not eh, eight, eight what six hours from eight here. Hours. Yeah, it's not too bad. Looking across the, the storylines in, in sports right now. I see this. Ten ejected after minor league brawl. This is what I like to see. <laughs> Nine players in Reno Aces manager and former major leaguer Phil Nevin were ejected after a wild benches clearing brawl in Saturday's game between the AAA affiliate of the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. Wow. You're getting serious down. In the top man. of the second inning. Here it is, Brandon. Albuquerque. Whoa. He's running. Alba, that's awesome. <laughs> Albuquerque Isotopes oh, no. infielder. Wow. Why is nobody coming to help the guy out, man? He's got three three opposing players. So he took offense to being thrown at by the pitcher. Whoa. And both benches cleared without major incident. Upon okay. striking out a few pitches later, so it moved on. That's awesome, though. That is good. You'd never be disappointed if you go to a minor league game and you see that. If you see that, yeah, you got to cover the kid's eyes and Time to go home. But you're you're smiling though. Yeah. You you want yeah, you're like, come on, kids, and you're looking back. You're That's looking something back. you're gonna remember. Absolutely. I remember going to a Reds game when I was little and I saw Lou Pinella go out and just flip out on an ump. He was acting <laughs> like some just drunk, hammered dr- whiskey drunk maniac, and he was kicking dirt on him and 
He was taunting him as he got thrown out, and that's something I'll always remember. You ever been to a sporting event where you see something like that? Uh, I went to, I went to, uh, I remember we were at a, uh, back in the day, Baltimore Bullets game. And, awesome. Uh, and uh, Dominique was going off on the Bullets, right? And it was at the, it was in Baltimore, like the Baltimore Arena, whatever they called it. Don't tell me. I'm going to try to guess. Was it Vernon Maxwell, maybe, or no? Huh? No. I'm trying to guess what would happen. Okay. The guy, the, it's the Wizards, well, the Bullets had this fan. He was a lawyer, and he always sat behind the opposing team's bench and, like, just gave it to him, like, the whole game. And they had to literally move. That's why they started moving the bench, like, it had timeouts. They started moving the players on the court because of this guy. He would just, like, he would just give it to him nonstop. I forgot his. I don't know his name, but he's like famous for the Bullets for being like a not not an over the top fan, but just like a real impassioned. Not like the guy for Oklahoma State. No, 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 no. I don't think he was cursing at it. He was just saying stuff like you know, I don't know, pay your taxes or something. You know, something corny. Pay your taxes. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows what he was saying, man? But then we went to a, went to a Redskins game and uh, like some fans, man. Some fans got pepper sprayed, man. They were going crazy. It was the Eagles. Every time the Eagles are probably like one of the worst fan bases in all of sports. Whole city of Philadelphia, worst or greatest, depending on your perspective. Worst, man. They have a jail. Don't they have a jail? They've got a jail in veterans. Is, it, is that is that the place that has the jail, Peter? The jail in the in the yeah, yeah. that is yeah. That's, you only have jails in like foreign country stadiums, like where they keep you know migrant workers and stuff like that. <laughs> That's what they do. That's what they do, man. They do that stuff, man. But you know, hey, 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 off. Maybe off. Did you hear about this? You're a golf. We play. You're a golf golf fan. You're a golfer. Yep. Did I'm, I'm a hell thing? of a golfer. Some of these. Well, you'll be even uh, an even better golfer. They're having a 15 inch cup. Did you see that? 15 inch cup. Oh wow! I would yeah. love to play with a 15 inch cup. There are courses that have a 15 inch cup. That's cool. To yeah, appeal to more people. There you go. Yeah. Fun. It's more fun. We're always talking about stuff like that as Americans. Yeah. Soccer needs to make the goal smaller. I'm sorry, bigger so we see more goals. Yeah. Right. Let's change it to make it more action packed. Right, right. Because yeah, I mean, if you go you know, golf is frustrating enough, right? Yeah. And it's gotta be if you wanna have because, you know, unless you're gonna have like guys like us and we're you know, we're young but not like, you know, we're not youthful as far as like eight six you know nine years old if you're gonna if you're gonna attract more uh youthful players and have them play for a long time in their life it's got to be something that's more appealing yeah and and through the recession over the past 10 years and everything all these golf courses across the country have went out of business closing man you see indian springs on westport road where'd the golf course go it's gone it's now just a nice pasture it's crazy. Happened has happened all across the country. My dad's always telling me about the the courses he goes to. They're making a the ones that do stay open have drastically altered their business model. You have to. You have to. You have to survive. You mean it's, it's expensive? It's an expensive game. It takes a long time to play. And they said these fifteen inch cups lower uh, the time that you play for by about an hour, which is great because of the, you don't have to worry about the putting as much. Fifteen yeah. inches. Wow, that's big. 15 inches. 15 inches. All the man. way around. Diameter of 15 inches. 15 inches. 
I don't know. To be honest with you, I don't know how good I'd be still. Yeah, I mean, you probably, I mean, I don't. Yeah, it, it would was, help my putting. You still I'm not going to gonna hit any, you know, a hundred yard. Hit, hit, make it in the hole from a hundred yards out. No, nobody's. You know, nobody's going to do that. It makes you. A, it makes you a great putter. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. I like it. Getting in the vicinity. Yeah, have you ever played frisbee golf? I've seen that. But I've never played. I've I, never, I've played, never played, played it either. Peter, have you ever played frisbee golf? Pretty fun, I think. I would think that's fun. You're th- throwing a frisbee trying to, I mean, it's kind of neat. Yeah, you got to be. You How know, good are you at throwing a frisbee is the question, Brandon. Horrible. Really? I'm horrible at throwing a frisbee. I've never, I don't think I've thrown a frisbee that many times in my life. Really? It, it takes yeah. repetition. Repetition, yes. Yeah, wrist action. You got to flick your wrist. It's fun to throw a frisbee. Nothing like having some drinks at a lake or something and just throwing a frisbee for hours. Yeah. That's, that's my idea of fun. Well, you know, there you go. <laughs> Good stuff. We're we're we're, we're close, closing in on the 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 end of the show. We got about twenty minutes left. We do need to hit another break. Um, when we come back, what are we going to talk about, Brandon? We're going to talk about Byron Scott. Is he a good fit for Kobe? Chris yeah. Paul always loved Byron Scott. Yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, that's going to be. It'll be interesting to see how it, this season goes. If the Lakers are just you know throwing in the towel already. And getting ready for next season because the guys they signed, Jordan Hill, they've got Swaggy P back. Who's that? Nick, uh, the point guard. Oh yeah, Swaggy P. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. He with the the U.S. the kid from USC, Nick somebody. I don't know. Nick Young. Nick Young. Yeah, he's not bad. He's decent. That's not going to move the needle though. No. Who else did they sign? They lost Pau Gasol. They lost Pau Gasol. They signed Jordan. They re-signed Jordan Hill. Uh, I don't know. Other than that, they still got Jody Meeks. Well, yeah, Jody Meeks, and then they picked up Randall and uh, Julius Randall. That's right. And they got Ed, Ed, the kid from North, another North Carolina kid, Ed Miller or Ed Williams. Somebody I forgot. He's a tall, tall guy. Okay. So when we get back, we will break down the the Los Angeles Lakers and the career that is Kobe Bryant coming to the end. What are, what are the chances of him making a run to to another ring uh, with the current cast? And are they still in the market for Kevin Love? Can't write that off. He's from he's a UCLA kid. He's got a relationship with the Lakers already. So we're going to talk about that and more with our final segment of the weekend sports buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I am Kelly Patrick, alongside Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney, coming at you for our final, final 13 minutes of the show today. Peter, I assume that's a name that we should recognize. The Blasters. Okay, it sounded good, though. I didn't recognize it, but right, Brandon? That was good. sounded good. good. Yeah, it's good, man. Peter, Peter's the man. He can he can give us, like, our theme music and stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm liking the musical selection today, Peter, so thank you. Um, we, we got, like I said, 12, 13 minutes left in the show. 
talk today. Uh, the It's somewhat of a dead period right now unless we really jump into the Major League Baseball season or if we want to talk about the a- AAU action from the past week. That's not so much our cup of tea here on the Weekend Sports Buzz Sunday edition. Football's training camps. They started training camps. So. Andre Johnson showed up. <laughs> he was going to hold yeah, out, yeah. trying to get more money from the from the Houston Texans. Beast mode is holding out, right? For uh, Seattle, he is. Marshawn yeah, Lynch he's is holding out. He's holding Super out. Bowl champs. Did uh, the Bengals start the training camp already? You know what? I, I think so. I know Pittsburgh did up in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. You're you're a Cowboys fan. Oxnard, man, they started the training camp up in Oxnard, California. Well, all right. What about the before we get into Byron Scott and the Lakers, and if Kobe and Carlos Boozer and Boozer. this team, if they have enough to really make a push for another title, what are you expecting out of your Cowboys this year? They've went six and six their last couple years. Yeah. Well, eight and eight. Um, I mean, eight and eight. Yep. And and. Yeah, I think they'll make the playoffs this year, and they'll win a playoff game. Hopefully, uh, I think they'll. I predict they'll get to the uh, NFC Championship. Wow. Yeah. Okay. They won't win it, but they'll get to the NFC Championship. Is that enough to make the the Cowboys fans happy? No, but but it'll be a step. Obviously, a step in the right direction, better than what they've done the last three or four years. What they were able to do. And uh, you know, but it all depends on health, man. You got to stay healthy. If they stay healthy, I think they'll be very, very good. Uh, Romo was coming off an injury. We just lost Sean Lee for the season, but I think somebody will step up. Uh, Who's Sean Lee? Linebacker. Linebacker. Yeah. Um, we got the best offensive line in football. One of the best offensive lines in football. Travis Frederick. You talk. You free. Andre Gerard. Uh, free was Doug free? I think that's a tackle. I believe. I'll uh, double check. Tyson, uh, we got Ty- Tyron Smith. Yeah, he was a rookie. Guy. I think yeah. uh, la- maybe last year. If, if yeah, I, yeah, I think it was last year was the second year. I believe. Okay. Uh, and then they just drafted somebody else. They they're good, man. Yeah, because um, Jerry Jones famously had the opportunity. I say Jerry Jones, the Cowboys, yeah. to take Johnny Manziel. Oh yeah, and instead they took a, a, a offensive guard. What do you think of that decision? A great decision. Yeah, distraction. I mean, could you imagine? Look what he's doing in Cleveland, and there's nothing to do in Cleveland. If he was in Dallas, went to A and M, he came back to Dallas, and, and and you know he he would be like, I don't know, he wouldn't he wouldn't be coming to practice probably. It's a lot of distractions in Dallas. Instead, with the 16th pick in the first round, the Cowboys took Zach Martin, six foot four, three hundred and ten pounds out of Notre Dame. Great pick. I mean, you got to say it's a great pick. You you can't. I mean, you right? You can't dispute it. <laughs> Seriously, I'm, I'm it's not a solid pick. I mean, it's not exciting. Nah. But when you're talking about winning games, offensive line is offensive great. defensive line. That's the type of stuff that wins. You got Des Bryant. You still got Jason Witten. Yep. Tony Romo, when he's got time. We got Murray. He's a great he running good back. De- DeMarco Murray. Uh, you know, we're, we're, they're good. They're good. What about defense? You don't have DeMarcus Ware anymore. Your defense sucks. No. No. Do no, they not? No. Am I missing not, something? Didn't no. they have, like, the worst defense in the league last year? Maybe. One of them. But uh, secondary is older and better. 
Uh, we got some decent decent linebackers. As long as we can generate a pass rush, we'll we'll, we'll be good to go. Okay, we'll be do, good to go. Do they still have Monty Kiffin? I wonder. Uh oh, he's out of there, man. They did fire him, didn't they? Uh, yeah, he, he's out of there like last year. Bad experiment with my with my Bengals. I'm looking to. Who are you looking at? I'm looking for them to take the next step, man. They've got a, a, got a hell of a team. They've got a hell of a defense. They've got AJ Green. Oh wow! They've got uh, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. They've got the 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 who's the little kid the the second year guy out of North Carolina State. I'll bring him up here. Giovanni Bernard. Bernard. I like him. Is he still driving that minivan? <laughs> was he driving a minivan? In Hard Knocks he was, yeah. Okay. Speaking of when is Hard Knocks? Hard Knocks I think start? it's already started. Is it? Okay. Who the, is it this year? The Falcons. Is it Falcons, okay. Yeah. Is Tony Gonzalez still with the Falcons? I don't know. What a horribly disappointing season did the the Falcons have last year. Horrible. Right? Well, I mean, you know, they, they're... they're they, yeah, they're just bad. <laughs> they were bad. Is Matt Ryan that bad? NFL, the NFL, you know how it is. Once you have a year to look at somebody's film and uh, and and and, and uh, dissect them, then it's tough. You know, he's you know, he had a great year the year before last, uh, but they never, they never really made it to that next step, the step that they were supposed to do, because that was all the hoopla. He's the next, you know, after Vic, he's a, he's moving in the right direction, blah, blah, blah. He's a better passer. Their offensive line wasn't very good, though. That yeah, didn't help. They couldn't protect him. But they, I mean, but they had the weapons, though, man. They had Tony Gonzalez. They had Harry, White, Harry Douglas, Roddy Harry White. Who's other? Julio Jones. Julio Jones. They got they have all great. sorts of weapons. But they just couldn't do it. They drafted with the sixth overall pick. They drafted out of Texas A and M, Jake Matthews. I think he's the son of Bruce. Yeah, offensive tackle. I think he's the son of Bruce Matthews, the cousin of Clay Matthews. You know that whole family. Football family. Yeah, God, what? I would say maybe the best football family out there. Yeah, I mean, if he could have the career that his dad hit, one of the greatest offensive linemen ever. Yeah, he's played what twelve, thirteen years. Yeah, Houston Oilers. Yep. Tennessee Titans. He's the man. So hopefully that'll, for the sake of the Falcons, he'll be able to open up some holes for Steven Jackson, who's pretty old. Um, Uh, Freeman, they've got some different running backs there. And and ultimately to make time for Matt Ryan and and Roddy White and, like you said, Julio Jones, even our man Harry Douglas of the Louisville Cardinals. On defense, let's see who do they they got on defense. I, I always like to look across the defense, see if I recognize any names. They got OCU Minora, yeah, Jordan Babineau at defensive end. Um, that's about it. Trufant is a recognizable name only because I know of his. I think it's his brother. Is he a DB? He's a DB. Yep. Okay. So I, for my Bengals, I'm looking for them to make the take the next step. Not only make it to the playoffs, but win a game. They gotta win. They gotta win two games in the playoffs. Yeah, they haven't won a, a playoff game in like twenty two years. Playoff. They don't. Two games to put you in the championship, right? If you got to buy, is that right, Peter? Two games and you get into the Super Bowl. First round, second round. Yeah, I think you get. Well, I'm talking about the, the conference. Oh, the conference championship. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that'll put you in the conference championship. Who Who's coming out of the AFC this year? It's a toss up. Let's say the what to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. 
Wow, I don't know, man. I mean, who who's it's a toss up. Is it something like the Patriots? Uh, Broncos? I don't think. I think their time is up. Is their their ship sailed I in think Denver? Their time is up. Man. What what just happened with the the owner of the Broncos just stepped down because he's got dementia? Alzheimer's, yeah. Alzheimer's, yeah. yeah. He's a, he's a pretty he's a pro he's a class guy. Class that Pat Bowling. He's a class guy, man. I mean, I'm not a huge Niners or well, not not Broncos fan, but you know, he's uh he's he's been around for a long time. I think I think your your Super Bowl champ as usual will come out of uh the NFC. Just because. I mean, you know, you got the 49ers. 49ers. You got the everybody's in the same conference though. You got the 49ers, you got Seattle, they're hot still, obviously Super Bowl champs. Um uh, the Giants never have a couple bad years in a row. Uh, you could yeah, I could yeah. kind of see Eli Manning bouncing back. Yeah. So NFC is is got my my vote. For what about the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles? That'll be exciting to watch. That well, science they, experiment. They, right. they got Darren Sproles now. They got Sproles. Greatest show on turf two point Yeah, they have Nick Sproles, Foles. Uh, Nick Foles is he going to repeat? I mean, he had a, what twenty seven touchdowns, two interceptions. He got to is du- that right to duplicate that? Ooh, good luck. Yeah, you're not going to be able to duplicate that. But uh, you got New Orleans. Uh, you know, always got Drew Brees, and you know, so NFC. You know, RG three is back, healthy, supposed to be. Uh, You're right. Twenty seven touchdowns, two interceptions for Nick Foles last year. Crazy. Mike Vick is always lurking in the shadows as the backup. <laughs> with uh, well, he's with the Jets. He's with That's the Jets. right. He's with the Jets. Yeah, he's Geno's backup. Um. So hey, who knows the 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 Colts? The Colts are Green Bay Prime. Colts could be ready Green for Bay. a run through the AFC. Could be, could be. They win one for Ursa. What about Carolina? Carolina? Oh my goodness! Yeah, the NFC is stacked, man. All the it's like it's kind of like the opposite of the NBA. The NBA, the West is the NBA. The NFC is to uh, you know to football. As the West is to the NBA, even the NFC North, Green Bay, Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota. I mean, uh, a few of those teams could do well. I don't know that the Vikings will, nah, but not. I mean, I could almost see the the Teddy Bridgewater. I could almost see the the Detroit Lions doing well. Maybe the maybe even the Bears. You can never count Aaron Rodgers out in this yeah. quarterback driven league. So I mean, it that's plenty to look forward to possibly through, yeah. from the AFC North. It just gave. Uh, who they give thirty nine million? Uh, Jordy Nelson just got a huge oh, did contract. He? Yeah, eleven point five signing bonus. If I'm an owner, I'm not giving Jordy Nelson that much money. I feel Jordy Nelson's a product of Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. The seventh best receiver last year, I believe it. But Randall Cobb yeah, could easily yeah. take his spot. Yeah, that's just my gut. I don't know. We're running out of time here. It's been a great show. Peter, thank you very much. Before we go, I want to encourage our listeners to tune in every Wednesday from 6 till 7 p.m. Out of Bounds, Brandon J. Lawrence, Carlo Kellum, talking, taking a little bit of a different perspective on all things in the world of sports. Yeah, you know. Not uh, your traditional sports reading the news talk show. Look uh, a little deeper into things. Yeah, you know, we try to do what we can with the hour. You guys, you know, piggyback, really piggyback off of – the sports buzz, man. You guys set the tone, and we try to carry it on during the middle of the week uh, on your drive home. 
check us out, man. Give us a call. Six till seven every Wednesday. Been a great show. We've got to wrap things up here. Be sure to tune in next Saturday from 9 to 11 and next Sunday from 10 until noon for more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. a bit of a break from the norm just a little something to break the monotony of all that